All right. I guess we're back. Another episode. Uh, I have no idea what number episode this is, but I'm excited for this one because I'm a marathon fan and we got uh, Colin McCow here. Hello. Um, <laughs> so background on Colin. Uh, wasn't a crazy college athlete. Ran 1408 uh, in the 5K, 2910 in the 10K. And uh, you took a six-year break to, you said you went to join the real world and then you came back and now you're one of the best marathoners in America. So welcome, Colin. Um, first, first question off the gun. I think we need to know what's your 200 meter PR. <laughs> That's a good question. I, I really have no idea. I don't think about I've 400. <laughs> I saw your eight was 158 on your, on your T first. So was that high school? Yeah, it's like, I guess college. If it was on TV, <laughs> what, was the, what was your time like at Illinois? Did you like it there? Uh, yeah, Illinois is cool. Um, I had a good time. Like you said, I, I wasn't that great at running, so I, I walked on um, pretty much there, um, and then I got, you know, I, I came from a small school where I was running like 30, 35 miles a week or whatever in high school. Um, so then once I started running more in college, I got quite a bit better than I was in high school, um, right away. I would say my best year was my sophomore year though. Um, after that, I just kind of cruised in. I wasn't that serious about running. It was just something I kind of did because I was pretty good at it. Um, what kind of mileage did you run, uh, in college? It was probably 80, 85, something like that. I didn't really do doubles back then yeah so do you think like the lifting i know you lifted during your six-year hiatus do you think that helped for being able to put down like 140 miles a week now um no i've seen people like say that maybe that's why but to be honest i was doing like all upper body stuff it was all okay it was like benching <laughs> curls Beach body try some extensions. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't doing a lot of a lot of leg stuff that, that might help in the running department. What so did no, that, that's why. What did that transition look like from like you like you've said before, joining the real world to being like, you know what, I, I kind of want to like transition back to a high level of running. What did that that thought process look like then? Because that's a that's a long time. Yeah, it wasn't like uh, one day I just decided I'm going to be a runner again. It was, um, you know, I took the six years off, but I still ran um, I don't know, maybe an hour a day or something like that. Usually um, I just didn't race at all. I, I used to say I, I wasn't ever going to race again unless I was in shape because I didn't see a point going out there and just running a shitty race. Um, that is, that's a debate. Yeah that my girlfriend and I went on like a shakeout run one time. She was like, are you ever going to like, you know, run a marathon someday? And I was like, the only time I will ever run a marathon is if I think I'm one of the best marathoners in the, like, I'm not just going to go run like a, a fun run, you know, go run a finish New York city. I'm like, I'm doing it. Like if I'm doing it, I'm doing it. I'm not half ass in this. Yeah. Which I wasn't like training, training when I ran my first half, that was where I, I first came back. I did a half. Um, but I did start running more and stop. I just started to uh, like running more than the lifting. So I, the reason I lifted and ran, I, I'm still like obsessed with working out or was. Um, so I was working out a ton every day before and after work. 
and I just started kind of switching the lifting time to more running. So I started running more and more. Um, and then there was a half marathon that started like maybe half a mile from where I lived at the time in Naperville, Illinois. It's a suburb of Chicago. Um, so I just decided to sign up for that run. I, I didn't think I'd do well, which I don't know. I ran a 107 uh, by myself, started at probably 6.30 pace. So I did crank it down. But, um, seven the hard way. <laughs> I had no idea what to expect. You know, the most I'd ever raced was the six miles, 6.2 miles for a 10K. So I didn't know what would happen if I ran 13 miles, like all out. So I started really slow. That's funny. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to do that rather than going out and hammering. Fun. Maybe yeah. you'd be in a different yeah. spot right now if it wasn't as fun and as building up would have been. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but then after that is when I kind of decided I might get back into racing a little more. Did you, at, at that point, did you think, you know, being one of the best marathoners in the country and, and the world, like, did you think that no. was on the horizon still or? No, no, I didn't think that was going to happen. I, I just thought it'd be fun to win these local races, you know, the road races, even the local ones, it's pretty fun to run those. You get like, like little prizes and stuff like that. Um, free shoes or whatever you can win. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to just go out and run some of those, and win some of that stuff. Shay and I do that too. I feel like in the summer, right? Shay, you just race. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, these local races have like $500 prize cash. That's pretty good yeah. for running like 520 pace. First I did. The first one I did, like I, I left before the awards or anything and uh, it was super local. So like my, my family was still kind of hanging around there and they came home and they're like, you got to check. I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> it's 15, 55, 5k in my hometown. You know, that's, that's free there. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, I guess while we're on the topic of training, would you, do you still incorporate lifting, you know, being such a long distance guy now, do you, do you incorporate lifting at all? Um, probably not as much as I should. Uh, <laughs> Last summer I was having some issues uh, with my back and stuff, so I I lifted back then some. Um, and when I take downtime and I'm not allowed to run, basically, I'll lift just because I can't not work out. Yeah. Do you think that? It. Do you think that factors into you know as you said earlier, you're obsessed with training. Do you think that's a result of that? Yeah, I can't just not do anything. Why do you think that is? the way you're wired or it's got that einstein gene it can't not work uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know i uh i i like feeling like i'm in some sort of shape even if it's not like peak running shape yeah uh, i don't like feeling like i'm getting fatter basically i guess yeah, no, I, absolutely i'll have the same issue when a season ends and i take my couple weeks off i find myself lifting every one yeah. of those days because i'm like i can't not do something i feel weird yeah. it doesn't feel normal yeah yeah i mean i'm basically in that phase right now after it's only been a week so i guess if uh you know that kind of transitioning there do you want to talk about you know the world's race no <laughs> <laughs> oh. um yeah i mean i can <laughs> <laughs> i should have phrased that differently one again are uh, two very different things there. But how are you feeling first and foremost? You know, how's like how's the body feel? Uh it's okay. So my hamstring got pretty strained during the race. And I did my first like jog since the race uh, today, this morning, and I'm still feeling that when I when I jog. Um 
but it's getting better. It'll, I think by next week, next weekend, I'll probably be fine. Um, and then other than that, I just have the normal like marathon soreness in my quads and stuff like that that I get. Um, and then I still I still have this this scrape on my arm. Well, now, but did the yeah. hamstring strain come from the fall, or was that just the result of racing after that? Um, I think it's related. So I, I got up pretty quick from the fall, but I think I had that surgery journal that everyone talks about. That this was the first time I've actually fallen down in a race. Um, so I tried to be like, oh, everyone talks about this adrenaline boost, so try to stay calm. Uh, but I don't think there's anything you can really do about it. So I did stay calm. I just kept the pace, you know. Um, and then after a couple of miles, yeah, I started to feel my hamstrings start to tighten up and everything just started to cramp up. Uh, it was pretty tough to finish the race. Like I was like, even my arms were cramped, everything, my legs. I knew my right one was shot. I was like basically limping after the first loop, which was what, what was the loop? Do you know which athlete you tripped on? Because we saw like, you were like torso was in the picture, but we couldn't really see who tripped Yeah, it. clip's hard to see exactly what happened. Um, I think it was a, a bottle. So I tripped on a bottle. Someone okay. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. Because it was, it was uh, right at the... A fueling pickup, right? It was yeah, right yeah, it was right yeah, at yeah. the station at like 10k or whatever like that was. So it was really early. <laughs> it wasn't good. Um, but yeah, it was um, worst marathon of my life. <laughs> it was tough to finish. And then after the race, I was like in the med tent for a couple hours because my whole body just kept cramping up, and I couldn't stop it. They eventually had to give me an IV. Jeez. So how before was- you fell, how were you feeling? Yeah good it was it went out um conservatively for those top guys which was perfect for the pace i want to be at we were like mid 209s i think um so it felt good obviously that's easy to say at the beginning of a marathon though so who knows what would have happened if uh, i didn't fall but um i think it was playing out perfectly for me up till then um i was really happy with the pace we were going i didn't have to like make any hard decisions on where to run because it's just like oh we're running perfectly where i want to be in this front group so that was nice and it was a fast course i think it was pretty flat that's nice what was weather like i assume it was pretty hot i know they ran it early but still no it wasn't hot um not to me at least i think it was i think it was high 50s when we started maybe low 60s by the end nice yeah it's funny how marathon heat is like so different than like regular heat. Like I'm, I live in New Jersey right now. We are getting crushed with a heat wave right now. It's not even like tolerable to go outside, but like even a 75 degree day for like, like a fast marathon could be pretty warm, you know, 20. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aside from the race, what was the experience, you know, like racing on the U S team at a, at a world championship, especially on U S soil? Yeah, it was really cool. Um, until after the race. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they treat you really well when you're on for USA. It was nice. It's awesome. Gotcha. Yeah. What was... Um, yeah. What'd what you say? I was oh, going gonna... to say... Oh my God, bro. No. <laughs> what um, was like, yeah. you know, being there and looking at guys like Rupp, like who's... I'm sure someone you've watched for years now, you know, being a runner for... Oh, you know, fairly long time. How long have you been running? You think 10, 15 years longer? Yeah. 
know, 15 years. Like, so guys like Galen Rupp and, and all these stars up there, what was it like, you know, to, to toe the line with them? You know, being someone that's had this big surge, you know, in your competitive career, racing against these guys who are, who are legends of the sport. What, what was that like? Um, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, I know you're like fishing for the like oh, dream come true thing. Um, no, no, I just want to know. You know, to be honest, I wasn't like a guy that's like oh, I, I just can't wait to make an Olympic team or anything. I just ran because I was good at it. Um, it is cool to come back and then be, I would say, a lot better than I was. <laughs> um, and yeah, ropes of legend, so it's cool to line up with them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Did you talk to him before the race at all? No, we didn't talk. <laughs> I, I, was gonna I, say, I still don't know him. <laughs> he was probably one of locked things, in. It's like these are just another guy. Like they're no better than me. They're just another guy towing up, towing the line for a race right now. I'd like to think that's how I'd be in a situation like that, but I don't yeah. know. But just looking at them like they're doing, they're here to do the same thing I'm doing. They're just, you know, they're mortal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just want to go out and run my own race, whatever, whoever's there, doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know most of the guys from the other countries. In fact, I don't know if I knew any of them. Um, so the, the Canadian guys I knew of. Levens. Um, Levens, yeah. Hey, Shay's a big Cam Levens guy. He likes his diet. Yeah, the diet, the milk diet, and then the 180 miles a week is crazy. Yeah, I saw a couple of things on that. What do you think of 180 miles a week? I know you're doing like 140. You think that's like crazy? No, I don't actually. Um, I do 140, 150, whatever, because that's what I can fit in really. I think if I didn't have a job, I might do more. I might do longer days on like some of my medium days or my easy days or something. I don't know. I mean, I just kind of hit the 140. I, I break up my easy runs and medium long runs during the week because I work, but I did take one week vacation during this training block and I still ran 140 on singles, which I would like to do. Yeah. That um, <laughs> what is, what is it like to balance, you know, training at such a high level and being such an elite runner for the U S right now with, you know, having a job with living a real life and you have a son, right? Too. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, with everything on your plate, how like how well does running fit in and, and what's the challenge there? Um well, so like I said before, I even was running like this, I was still working out as much. So to me, it's it's just the way my life is. The only thing I could see where it does kind of suck sometimes is if you do have like something pop up, like uh maybe not an injury, but something that seems like it might lead to a strain or something i feel like if i was a pro i might be able to just go get that checked out that day but usually it's like nah, i gotta go to work i can't maybe i'll try to fit it in yeah work early or something on thursday try to get in but it's like i can't just do it when i when i want to all the time yeah. so I do it different, different version of that lifestyle that you might not be able to like have access to whereas you got the guys that you know, are, are fully funded and stuff who get to live that life. It was like, Oh, something's nagging me today. Well, let me go. I don't Shay, I don't know if you remember, but one year Centro was supposed to come talk to us at NXN or like hang out with us. Do you remember? And he didn't show up. Nah. Every, everyone was like, ah, oh, like, fuck this guy. Like he didn't show up on us. And he came, he's like, sorry, like felt a little tweak. Had to go in with the Cairo and acupuncture, like immediately. Just skip Jesus. I remember being like, that's this guy's life. Like 
you know, you're, you're able to afford this luxury where it's that white collar. I like the, I like the blue collar aspect of like, I, you know, I live a real life. I have a job. I, I have a child. Like I, have a, you know, you have real responsibilities to do. Yeah. What's your morning routine like before work and running? Um, usually it's like four, four fifteen that I wake up, uh, at four o'clock if it's a meeting while like four fifteen on an easy morning. Um, I like to take my time in the morning. I don't like get out the door that quick. So like 5.30, 5.45, I'll try to leave for my run. Um, then I go to get to work. Well, so I only have to go in two days a week now, Monday and Tuesday. Um, but I'll get to work like 8, 8.30. Then hopefully I can leave by 5.30 or so, 6. Um, my commute's about 30, 35 minutes. Okay. And then put my running stuff on and go for another run. What do you, uh, what do you do for work? I'm a financial analyst. Gotcha. For a corporation. Gotcha. Did you, was that what you studied in school or how, how, you know, how were you led to that path? Yeah. Yeah. I was financed in school. Awesome. Where are you based out of now? And ideally if you could be anywhere else, where would you want to base like training at? If you could live the, the easy life of being based at a camp somewhere or something, what would you do? Um, so I'm a suburb of Chicago, Oswego, Illinois. Um, um, this is where I'd want to be. <laughs> good. I like that answer. Um, yeah. so we had a couple of listener questions for you. Um, yeah. one, I'm not sure if you know Tim Rossi. He did reach out to me and said you were yeah. a really good guy. Yeah, um, he's good. But he wants to know, and if you could speak a little bit to this, what your Saturday, Sunday, Monday routine's like, and quote unquote, he said, "Dude runs like sixty miles in three days." Yeah, so Saturday is usually my long run. So, that, and this is during a training block. Um, even not a training block, it's still somewhat structured like this, but uh, not not as intense. Um, but so, if I'm training for a marathon, I do Saturday. I'll do a marathon, so twenty six point two. Um, and that'll be just like a progression. I'll get down to like sub fives at the end, hopefully at least towards the end of my training, um, low fives, maybe earlier Sunday, I'll do 20 miles, uh, similar progression, um, but just 20 now. And then Monday, so Monday's a work day. Uh, so then I do 18 in the morning, which again, a similar progression, get down to like low fives, um, and then six after work. Awesome. That's How long has it taken to get to that level of training where you could just kind of bang out like 60 miles in three days? You're, you're giving Shay a lot of ideas right now. So be careful <laughs> how you answer this because you're going to look at Shay's job. No, because I don't know. I've been doing like some 20 mile doubles like three days a week. And I don't know. I've been doing that for like three weeks or so. And I've kind of started to feel the effects of that. But I'm just wondering, like, there's no way you could have just gone right into that. It must have taken years. Um, in a row, you're doing 20 in a row? Three in a row? No, no, I'll do, like, oh. a 20 double on Monday and then Wednesday and then Friday. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's in the row thing. It's kind of hard. Um, but I think once you start – so how long? Um, I was going to say, once you start – like, all after the Saturday long run, I'll feel – in the morning on Sunday, like when I start my run. Um, but all that shit kind of goes away as you go, you know, and, and then by the end of the run, I feel pretty good. Um, 
but that's why I do the progression, I guess. But it, so I, I never took time off running completely. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know how long it takes to like be able to do that. I think when I, I first started doing that before the trials in 2020, um, and it wasn't like a planned thing. So that was when I was on my own. I wasn't on my current track club now, which is second city track club. Um, but I knew some guys on that team. And so I did Houston half marathon in January trials was at the end of February, like at the very end of February. So for that month, I kind of wanted to ramp it up. Um, so I would do my long run on Saturday, like I always did by myself. And then the second city guys, sorry, would practice on Sunday. Um, and they would do their long run on Sunday. So I would do my long run Saturday, meet up with them on Sunday and do their long run with them. And that's kind of what started it. Like if I was by myself, I, I don't know if I would have been doing two like kind of long runs in a row, but, but that turned out, I felt like I was in really good shape after that. So that's why I like to do that still. I think going into the U S trials, do you toe the line thinking like, I got a shot right now. I, I can make a world championship team. Um, I don't know if I would say I thought I had a shot really, but I thought, well, what's the point not going for it, especially after I ran that Houston half, that was kind of my first race where I really, um, ran with some of the top U S guys. Uh, it was kind of my first big race. Well, I did Chicago before that, but I did that one very conservatively kind of on purpose. This is my first marathon. Um, and that one, I, I think I ran a 214 high with uh, some of the guys that are on my team now. Um, but then, yeah, then Houston, I ran a 101.40. Well, depends on if you go chip or, or gun, but I, I go chip. Whatever one you like better. So 101.44, because okay. I wasn't elite. Um, but I ran up to the front of the, the American Chase Pack, and I ran in the front and led that up until the mile or whatever. Um, and Reed Fisher and Jared Ward, I think, took that one. Um, not sure which one actually. None of us won, but you know, the American Chase, <laughs> not sure which one of them beat the Americans. Um, yeah, that was cool. I was in my at the time I was running for these retired bros track club guys. So I said retired bros on my singlet. I'm like <laughs> American Chase pack with a retired bro single. That's kind of cool. <laughs> That's funny. And not yeah. in the <laughs> I think the guys were like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> they probably, probably were. They're probably like, this is the guy that <laughs> he's gonna fall off in a couple miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy that takes out like the local road race in like a banana costume and just hauls it <laughs> for a mile until they blow up. Yeah. Um you'll you'll see one of those like every Boston or something. Like someone will just make it out, just all out, looking like an idiot until CJ Albertson. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> that kind of I remember watching that race today. Uh, that was so funny watching that with you. Just side comments. Yeah, um, that's the Shea like, strat. Just go out yeah. hard. Yeah. No one likes taking a race like Shea does at the worst possible moment to take. It. Like, <laughs> hey, you got to oh, make it more challenging. Yeah. You got a steep hill in 20 yards. It'd be like, too yeah, easy. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, I've um, had some successful races from taking it out harder than anyone thinks I should. And so I kind of still doing that see tim there it is testament hey, i i think there might have been like two races all of high school that i just didn't take for gun because yeah, i was i was one of those pre-heads as is like evident by the multiple pre-posters in my room 
that was like what he what did he say any other way to lead or, or to like race or race is chicken shit so i'm like oh i gotta lead everything yeah you also just feel better leading it like i don't know you feel like you kind of have pressure on you because you're in front you can't yeah. lose it's more motivation uh so colin we got another listener question this one is from Jack Salisbury, one of our teammates, actually. I don't know if you know him. Um, Georgetown guy. or Georgetown alum now. Just graduated. Anyway, he wants to know the benefits versus the drawbacks of getting up really early. And he put in parentheses that he heard you're an early AM grinder. I am because Good I have to. <laughs> um, I'd say the drawback is he. I don't feel as good. Like, when I don't have practice on the weekend, I'll run later. I'll run at like nine or something and I'll, I'll always start faster. So when I start at like five 30 in the morning, I start at like eight minute pace. It takes me a while to get into it. But if it's like, I, I have time in the morning, I'll usually start six 30 or whatever, you know, decent pace. Um, I guess that's a drawback. Maybe that's why I have to run so many miles. though. I think sometimes too, it's like the first couple don't, don't count because they're at eight minute pace. I was going to ask you later, what do you think about this whole debate on like what mileage counts? Like what Klecker has Klecker miles, right? I've Where heard he gets, of it. Like, a certain time. I don't know what the, what the cutoff is. Shay, do you know? There's like a, if you're not running a certain pace, then the miles doesn't count. Or, like, I always thought just like sub seven is like just fair game. I mean, like low sevens is fine too, but Depends once you start creeping towards eight, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always have a couple think of eight. Warm up and cool down mileage counts. I count it. If you're counting me, I was a 140 guy a week. I mean, those are in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you have to kind of Imagine. take those. Or else you're dropping 200 mile weeks. Yeah. Would you ever go for one? Like the, the old Cam Levin's ones? I don't know. Um, if, it, if it made sense. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't think 180's too crazy. 200's getting crazy. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to necessarily be good during real training, but if you just do it for fun, maybe. Yeah. Do you, uh, are there any like recovery tools you use or anything you, you believe like helps your recovery or do you focus on recovery at all? Cause you do so much mileage, but you also have, you know, other, other aspects of life to focus on. Yeah. I wish I had more time for it. Um, but I don't have any specific thing that I think like, helps especially you know i just roll out or whatever i use that it's that stick with the the white things on it I use the hand roller yeah yeah um the recovery roll or whatever that is that clamshell thing all right yeah. one of those i like those um because it's kind of quicker because you got both sides yeah exactly. <laughs> that's funny yeah and then i have a guy um near me in oswego your impact sports he helps me out i go to him once a week he'll do like the cupping dry needling that stuff if i need it makes sense uh i think our last listener question what does your like training shoe rotation look like um i used to be a big pegs guy up until i would say my training before the last chicago up before 2021 so i kind of weeded those out a little bit i don't wear pegs that much um I like the uh, what is it, Invincibles on easy days. Those are my favorite, like, easy day shoe by far. I love those. That's what made me kind of stop with the pegs. I just – I like those more. Um, 
And then workouts, I use the tempo next percent. You know those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We they're like we both have pairs, yeah. Yeah, they're like kind of like the alpha five version workout shoe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The the flat in between, yeah. The, yeah, uh, I wear those a lot too. I'm sure I I'm an eight hundred guy, so I imagine we use them for two very different things. But what's like your cutoff on when you'll I mean, like workouts, do you work out in any other shoe? Do you work out in alpha flies at all? Um, almost never. Uh, I did one workout, this training block in them. Uh, I did 20 mile where I did like the first half slow and the second half in like 440, 450 range um, before this, right? That two weeks out. But I think my, he told me to wear my coach and I think he wanted me to wear them for like uh, recovery kind of thing. Like not for the, the speed but mostly just like he thought i wouldn't feel it as much in my legs yeah which I that's the big thing i've heard about those right the u2 share like a lot of people even people we know wear them for just recovery for like fo focuses yeah that's yeah. kind of because i like the whole like oh only wear them in races because then they'll feel better in the race yeah. that's why i do that but okay. sometimes i am like it does if they actually make it so you don't like get as banged up from a workout I don't know. It does make sense when people argue that. I do. I mean, granted, I'll probably never race in a pair of alpha flies, but I do like a lot of, I do like any threshold or above thing, you know, we'll probably end up wearing those. I know Shay, you wear them a lot too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Yeah. The recovery is crazy. I don't get people that only save them for races. Like you want to be as good as you can. So you might as well just utilize everything that's available. Yeah. Yeah, I might switch someday. I don't know. The, the paces then are bullshit, though. Not bullshit, but it's like you can't compare it fast, I guess, if you're wearing them and didn't wear them before. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. Definitely help. I mean, those oh my God. Yeah. I love those. Um, is there, like, what, what's your ideal path right now, running career wise? And then your career also outside of running. You know, what, what do you want life to look like in a little, let's say, 10 years? 10 years. Um, I mean, as a realist, I know I'm just, I'm going to have to just keep my career job. I'm not like going to sign some big deal or anything like that where I'm a full-time runner, especially, you know, I have like real expenses like an adult has now. I'm, I'm in my thirties. Um, and I've got a house, you know, a kid like you referenced earlier. I, um, definitely going to, I mean, I'll keep running but I'm going to keep my job. I'm not really sure what the question is. I don't think I'm going to sign some big deal or something. But so you would not that. ever consider like taking a break from your job for like, um, a full contract? I mean, I, I would love to if they, if I got paid enough. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm going to get that. <laughs> so realistically, I'm not banking on it. Um, but yeah, it'd be cool to get something small, like some side money you know right now i have nothing i have no sponsorship or anything i the only money i make from running is race wow. winnings have any companies reached out to you like before and after worlds i mean i imagine like you'd be reaching like some attention from that if it went well probably <laughs> no i mean just um, being there yeah uh no company has like reached out so the only thing i've gotten is you know like free stuff um you know coros They'll give me a free watch or whatever. I, I bang my watch up when I fell. So they're going to send me a free watch, but they're not 
they're not paying me. Um, Jesus. Yeah, and then Nike and Scratch Labs, they support our team. Oh. So City Track Club. So I get I get free stuff from them. And obviously that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I don't get any money from anybody. Is there yeah. like other races on the horizon that are, you know, might be goals for you, like a Boston or Chicago or you know, like a, a top finish there, top American win a race kind of thing? Yeah, I mean I'm gonna do a fall this this year. I'm not sure which one yet. Uh, it kind of depends on my recovery. Uh, how, how, when I can come back, because obviously Chicago's a month earlier than New York. So we'll just see how much time I need um, before I can start like really training hard. But yeah, I wanted, so I got six in Chicago last year. It'd be nice to do better. Yeah. I right. never want to do worse. And we got another world's year next year as well, too, which is, I feel like that's a, oh, yeah. a unique that i mean i think that's also never happened given the circumstances but i mean what yeah do you i wonder that, what the criteria is for that are they going to do the same thing if they go off the guys how we perform they'll say now we got to do something different if they go off how the women perform they're like all right that works so <laughs> i don't know what they'll do have they announced what they're doing i don't, I don't, I don't know it's i don't think so they're usually no. super late with that stuff yeah, like i know last year it was uh Chicago, New York, and Boston finishes, right? For Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Top finishes for Americans. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how, that's how I got on. Yeah. And so, I doubt it's too late for them to, to announce that they do a trials, I assume. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they would. The worlds, they just do that for the Olympics, right? I could be wrong there. Yeah. Only Olympic yeah. have trials. Okay. Are you running Houston? Um, I mean, I don't have anything planned, but that's always a good race. Definitely a very fast half. I mean, I've run two one-on-one halves, and that's where I ran them. Um, so it'll be nice to run that again, but we'll see. Are there any specific time goals kind of on, on the horizon that, you know, you think are attainable and, and, you know, that are really at the forefront of your mind there? Yeah. I mean, I just want to beat my PRs. I think uh, – the half is if I run fast. So I, my PR there is now, I beat it by three seconds this year or the, the previous mentioned time. So it's a 101.41. Um, so to run faster there would just be cool, but it's not like that big a deal to me. I mean, I would like to run faster. Um, and in the marathon, I don't like my PR. I got to run faster. <laughs> and I'm bummed. What, that, you that what did you look in the mirror with and, and like your PR? Under two ten, nice. I like that. Um, Definitely, yeah. But a two ten, I mean, is better than I've run now. So I just gotta get faster. PR. I just gotta run faster. But I, at the same time, I don't like really like focusing on times in my races. So if like twenty twenty one, if I ran my next fall was hot, like twenty twenty one Chicago was again, whatever. I'll just go out and race. Who cares about time? It's awesome. So what was the decision for you to kind of, I know you ran Chicago, like more as a workout sort of, what was the decision to go easier in that than kind of just gun it as your first marathon? Oh, in 2019? Yeah. Well, it was my first marathon. I had no idea what I was doing. So I, I knew the um, trials time was to under 219 back then. Because if they, yeah, they dropped it a minute. So it was under 219. Um, so honestly, I was like, I just have to run faster than that. 
And I didn't really even know what that meant. I had run a handful of halves at the time. And then I guess I had run Houston. So I had run pretty fast before that race. Or no, Houston was after. All right. Yeah. Um, so I had run like a handful of halves. I think my PR was like a 104 before that. Um, so I did think it's like 516, 517 pace or something to run it to under 219. It was something like that. And I was like, seems like that'll feel very easy, but I'm not totally sure. So whatever, I'll just start there and I'll see how it feels. Um, and then during the race, there was a guy who had beaten me in a half, uh, like a month before my tune up, who was just right in front of me. He was elite and I wasn't in the elite crowd. Um, so he got ahead of me. Um, yeah, that was a crazy start. I mean, I was in the back of American development that year and I was like having to dodge and leave people at the beginning. It's crazy. Um, cause it's a huge group to have that American and I didn't want to push up to my, to the front. I, I didn't like that. Um, but anyway, so someone in the race that I knew was next to me pointed out this guy that had beat me and said, he's going to run a sub two fifteen. You should go with him. That was like in the first mile we did that. So then I just was like, all right, I'll just run with this guy. So Alan Peterson, he ended up joining second city after that. Well, oh, we really? both, neither of us were on the team at the time. And then we both joined and yeah, he was cool to train with. He's back in Michigan now, but, He's a coach, coaches uh, Grand Valley. So okay. when you got to mile 20, like in that race, did you not feel what they typically talk about in terms of like hitting the wall since you're not going all out? No. I mean, if you uh, fuel correctly, you shouldn't ever hit the wall, you know. Um, but yeah, that one felt pretty easy. I did strain my calf in that that one uh, pretty early in the race. <laughs> um, sorry. Right. It wasn't, we, we were running, the pace just felt, you know, it was pretty smooth. Um, but yeah, 215 was like the A standard. That's why I guess he was going for that. I didn't know that at the time. So after the race. Oh, that was the A standard? Yeah. Which Is that year, like 211 this year? I don't know. Maybe. Interesting. Shay's considering a, a marathon jump post-college, right, bud? No, I'm not considering it. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. He's a Shay's a mileage fiend in the making right now. I'll go. I'll go zero to hundred in two weeks. It's, it's yeah. probably not good. But could you speak more to what your team setups like at Second City? Like how, how does that work? What's that dynamic like? So we're like all around the Chicago area. Uh, some are in the city. Some are in the suburbs. Um, there's like so my coach has an elite squad, and then he has like a club squad or whatever that isn't in that group. But I'd say we're mostly marathoners. Um, there are a few track guys. Um, but we'll meet on Wednesdays and either Saturday or Sunday for long runs. Um, and we'll switch from meeting in the city to meeting in the suburbs on the long runs. He has both on Wednesdays, both in the city and suburbs. I'll do in the city because my mom has a place there in the city. So I'll just stay there the night before. And then we'll work out at like uh, 5.30 or whatever. Start warm up at like 5 sometimes. Um, there's a track in the city that we go to for that Montrose. I was going to ask, what's training, you know, in the, in the city of Chicago like? It's It's okay. It's flat. I like the suburbs more. Like when I, if I'm not going to practice, I don't go to the city to run. 
you know, we've got the, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Chicago. We've got the lakefront trail or whatever. It's really nice, but, but it's flat. It's very flat. So, so I go to this place called Waterfall Glen that's in the suburbs that has, it has some good hills. Um, it's like a nine mile loop, nine and a half mile loop, something like that. So I'll just do my long run. If it's up to me, I do my long run out there. Nice. You know what the elevation profile is for the, the loop? No, sorry. <laughs> okay. I don't pay that much attention to that. Yeah, some good but it's decently up. hilly. Yeah, it's not like, there's never a spot where it's like a huge hill that you have to climb that's like a mile or it's it's rolling hills, I guess you'd call it. Gotcha, cool. Yeah, I liked when in Chicago, we had our indoor conference meet there. Um, so we stayed, I guess we were in downtown Chicago. I don't know where we were, but it was like, like you said, it was flat, but the trail along the water, I think I went to once and it was pretty nice. Like that. I could see it being a nice city to run in. Yeah. In the I think summer. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It gets cold, but yeah, it was bitterly cold when we were there. Really in the winter. So they, that like front trail in the city, um, it's like one of the only places where you can get a lot of miles that is cleared of snow and ice they'll do that chicago does that like every morning they'll clear it so we, we go out there for like every practice in the winter that's nice you know everything's icy yeah 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 um what have you thought about the rest of the world so far you've been keeping up with the the other races going on uh yeah some of them <laughs> what uh what's been most entertaining to you so far uh, well, the women in the marathon, that was crazy. That was, that was really awesome. Um, 10K was cool. I saw that. Grant Fisher got for it. That was nice. Um, geez, I don't know. I mean, I think I've seen the results of most every race. Yeah. Sydney, because I guess this will be out soon, but it would have been last night um, that Sydney broke the world record in 400 hurdles. That was nuts. That race was so impressive. She yeah. lit everyone up number one. That's crazy. She just keeps chopping that thing away. It's good. She's gonna run forty nine, which is. I want to see her run a flat four hundred. Is she gonna run the four by four? They haven't announced the women's team yet. I don't think for the no idea. But I really hope she does run. What do you think she could pop and just to open four? She has run like forty nine, I think. In like high school, right? On a split. Yeah, I think so. No, she ran the four by four last year. No. Oh. She ran like forty nine. Colin, what distance do you think you could beat Sydney McLaughlin in? What would the distance have to be to make the race competitive? Like, what's the shortest distance you could beat her in, do you think? Um, maybe get her in a 5K. Definitely. No. You could definitely Dude, get her in a 5K. I think you could get her in, like, a mile. Yeah, like, I think I'm thinking a mile, the mile yeah. might be like where like where is it even? Where you like <laughs> yeah, I'm not fast at the mile either. I, I'd imagine I'm not now. Dude, you're know. a two eleven guy. I'm sure you could pop like a four ten at least. <laughs> four ten, maybe. <laughs> I'm yeah, not quick okay. anymore, man. The 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 one forty mile weeks doesn't help that either. <laughs> do you do strides at all or no speed work at all? Um almost none. Wow. I mean, we do some intervals. It'll be like 1200s at the, at the least, the shortest distance. Um, that's about it. I think so you don't think any sort of speed is like necessary for marathons? No, I don't really think so. 
in fact, when we do the interval stuff, I'm like, I'll do this just because I can't do a tempo every single workout. But I think the long tempos is really, that's really what you need. Um, so those are, those are what I think are important for the marathon. Like I like to do, we do like a, an hour long tempo. Um, so I'll hit sub fives for all, for my pace there. So I'll run over 12 on that. Gotcha. That's the best marathon workout other than the long run progressions. Those how do you feel after like, how are you supposed to feel after a long tempo? I mean, obviously it's not all out. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm tired though. I'm not sure. I'm not like, I, I want I usually, I feel like I can keep going after I finish. Like I remember the last one I, I was, I was hitting low four fifties um, at the end. And I was like, Oh, if I just do another mile point one, then I've run a half and it'll be, pretty good half so i kind of thought about doing that just for fun <laughs> yeah um but i didn't um so i guess before we wrap up we usually do shay competes against our guest in something i think usually we have a definitive answer on one but i thought it would be fun to see which of the two of you uh guesses the fact like closer to the winning time of the 5k tonight at worlds so if you each get a guess, we'll know the answer tonight. But what do you got? I don't, even, I don't pay attention to any of this stuff. You're really exposing me here. What do you think, <laughs> I don't they even know what they're, I think they're going to be faster strategic? So that's why I think it'll be fun. I don't know which way it's going to go. I'll say uh -huh. sub 13, just under like 1258. Really? That's really there? fast, right? Yeah. Okay. But the world record holder is in the race, 1235 PR. Yeah, you got Jakobs in there too, so it's gonna be a great race. I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah. So you want me to say time? What What were the? I can just say anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Just closer. I'll just say thirteen oh four. Fuck. We'll close hard. Right. Uh, and then we'll do the closest listener. We'll get a shirt. So. We're making shirts, by the way, FYI. Yeah. I know we keep every yeah, podcast so it, got shirts. Good. It's we actually happening. people's shirts. Yeah. We're in the process of making them right now. So um, awesome. Well, thanks, Colin, so much for, for catching up with us. It was, it was great. Best of luck fun, yeah. on, you know, recovery and the buildup for the next one. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks.